Look it, it's the Puff Man. It's the Puff Man. There's too much hum. I will come and save you. Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, guitar geeks. This is Dan. I'm Andy. I'm Matt. And this is episode nine of the Guitar Stories Podcast. Yeah, we made it to the <laughs> intro. Hello, hello, hello. Hey. <laughs> Seventh time is a charm, right? Yeah, man. I mean, you be, yeah. Yeah, perfection is what we're after here, right? So, no less. Absolutely. No less. Exactly. Yeah. How are you guys? I'm all good in this like weird lockdown time zone thing, but um, yeah, all good here. <laughs> How about you? I'm good as well. And unlike you, listener, I can see the guys that are here now because we're locked down. We're in different locations. Even if we weren't in lockdown, we'd still be in different locations. So nothing's changed. <laughs> but Matt looks like he's in some kind of bunker. Like you really have taken this seriously, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's serious. This is actually I'm 12 feet underground. No, <laughs> um, uh, this is like our office kind of sound, uh, sound testing room. It's one of these weird dead rooms. Um, so yeah, it looks it looks like we should be in a submarine, but it's yeah, yeah it's it's pretty cool though. You get to it means we can play as loud as we want to and not annoy anybody because um, yeah, we're in the middle of London. <laughs> yeah, that's so some insane. of our listeners now might might ask why do you need that room for so which company do you work for well i i started um monty's guitars which um well originally it was um i was literally i was just a guitar guitar tech so i do repairs and all that kind of stuff but then uh, about 10 years ago a bit longer than that now um i launched into the world of kind of pickups and pedals and amps and all that kind of stuff um so the reason we need this room, and it's a legitimate business expense, is uh, is that we do a, a, a load of testing. So it's just to make sure that we can, you know, A B stuff, make sure stuff everything sits where it want where we want it to, um, you know, do our demos and thing that that kind of stuff here. So why why is, why is the store called Monty's Guitar? Because you're Matt and not Monty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's it was kind of it was on um, original the, the original story was I was going to open a guitar shop with a mate of mine, a guy who I trained up. Um, called Leon Fabrache, who uh, he now does grizzly guitars and does some really cool fuzz pedals and stuff. But um, we were looking for a name. And we didn't want to start open someplace that was like, you know, five, two, seven guitars. We wanted it to be nice and homely. And uh, we're both massive Monty Python fans. I, it was a nickname of mine at school. Um, he also had a cat called Monty at the time. And it was kind of the imagery around that as a brand was, um, it was really strong. You know, it's kind of this, you know, we live in London. So you've got that kind of very British kind of thing going on. And um, and yeah, so it's kind of just clicked. And then I, we kind of separated ways. He went over to East London with all the cool people, and I'm in West London with all the, you know, the the family people. <laughs> and um, uh, and I kind of, you know, we, we I kind of kept kept the Monty's thing going. Um, and then when I started developing product and stuff, it's you know, it's, it's, it just just made sense to keep it going like that because um, I want. As the company grows, I want it to be. It's not. It's not about just me. It's about. I want anything that comes out of Monty's to be at the same standard, and it's easier if it's, you know, not like Matt Gleason because that's boring. <laughs> so you know. Uh, so we. Everybody who works uh, with me is, 
you know, all of the same standard and we can just, you know, pump, pump stuff out and try and do the good stuff. That's basically it, if that answered it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you did nail the branding as well. I love, I love the branding and uh, it just looks fun and it, it does look, you know, as if it's from Monty Python. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That really, as a Brit, you know, that speaks to me. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think so. I, the, I, I want anybody, anybody, and I, I want anybody who trusts me with their their hard earned cash and their tone and stuff to to have a an ex, as nice an experience as they can throughout the whole process of um, getting stuff from me because it's you know it's a big risk you know, with your when you're spending. A, you know a couple of hundred quid most of the stuff we sell it's not cheap so um and, and also I, I love packaging i've got a, like a little you know, penchant for that kind of thing and uh and i, I want so when somebody opens the you know gets the little mail bag and it's all like wrapped up like it came out of game of thrones or harry potter or something and all the other stuff it's just it's um it's it's kind of a thank you really i mean how many times have you bought a pedal and spent you know 400 500 quid and it comes in a white box with no instructions i mean uh it's just yeah, you got it. You, you need to need to up your game if you're doing that. Yeah. I think. Well, it sticks out. It really does stand out. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and it's a big point. I mean, uh, shopping experience is, is such a big part of the overall experience of the product. It's not just like the sound. It's also like get receiving the product and you know unboxing it and just experience it for the first time. I think it's a big part of you know how you overall evaluate the product. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 important and also you know it's it's kind of like. It's 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 what I would I kind of design stuff and do stuff like that in my spare time. So um, it's kind of it's fun for me. You know, I love doing you know, I love designing and putting all that stuff and using Photoshop and Illustrator and like three D software and all that kind of shebang. Hmm. So it's kind of like my weird chill out time that then becomes work time, <laughs> which is kind of my whole life. <laughs> I've noticed that you you involve your family as well. So you have a product called the Guitar Food. Or mm -hmm. instrument food. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I saw a photo on Instagram of you and your family sort of packaging it up and labeling it and putting yeah. it into little tubs. Yeah, well, you know, it's a small business. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. We really, since this whole crazy lockdown time, we've, it, you know, business is doing really well. Um, and we just don't, and because my usual guys are all there at home and I, I'm the only person pretty much in the workshop. I get somebody who comes in and helps me with packing and making a few bits. But, you know, um, when you're running a small business, everybody has to, you know, has to do their do their bit. And um, I'm really fortunate. I mean, my family is super supportive because I'm, you know, I work all the time. And, um, you know, they kind of get that it's just the way it is at the minute. You know, we just got to keep, keep going keep going keep going keep going and they yeah they 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 moan about it a little bit but um bribery with children is is brilliant <laughs> you know and uh it's it's cool and also from you know i think it's it's a good work ethic to see you know and to do if you realize that if you want you know five pounds to buy this thing you have to do something you don't you don't just you don't just get it you know um so yeah but they're yeah they're really supportive even the dog helps sometimes <laughs> what does the dog do <laughs> chew stuff you know dog dog, oh, dog okay. stuff security yeah and... it's, it's like it's uh it's you know r&d make sure you know the pickups can stand up to <laughs> canine influence but um 
Dan, I have a secret story about Matt that Matt doesn't know that I know. Oh, no. And you don't know Whoa. that I know, but I've been saving it for this podcast, which we've been trying to do for a couple of days now. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's about customer service and how important that is to, I would say, all businesses. Yeah. But it seems to be focused on small businesses. But I, I don't think there should be a difference with the level of customer service you um, receive. No. Anyway, here comes the secret. Oh, God. Um, a friend of mine has uh, ordered a pickup system or a pickup set, sorry, from Monty's Guitars. Mm -hmm. And he ha asked them to be installed. And the wiring on one of them was a tad too short. Mm -hmm. So he sent an email and he sent me the screenshot of the email and said, I, I know I'm going to get great customer service. I hope that we can get it changed by the end of the week. The email that my friend received in response, and I'll paraphrase, was very, very sorry. You know, great. Sorry about that's happened. We will, uh, Matt will hand deliver a replacement to you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I know this. <laughs> and he was so excited about meeting you because mm. he's a bit of a fanboy. <laughs> and, um, and he listens. So, hi, Graham. Um, and then he woke, uh, Graham woke up and there was a neat little package that had been left in sort of Father Christmas style on his back porch or something yeah. with extra goodies and an apology letter and all this nice little thing so <laughs> he was totally shocked and so was I and I'm like, so just what Matt said that's the kind of guy you're listening to right now who hand delivered not only a replacement pickup but also some instrument food and some nice little goodies to, yeah. to make up for it yeah, so yeah no. above, above and beyond Matt above and beyond yeah thank you it's just I, you know I, I, I hate people having a bad experience with you know anything that we do and you know mistakes happen things go wrong it always does um and you should embrace that i think you know really it's uh, it's a constant constant learning curve um but yeah i mean that was it was one of the things because i i packaged it up i did because i'm doing most of the stuff now but um yeah i just want to just want to make people happy especially at this this time um and he was i looked on the map it was going to take me you know an hour each way so um it made it made sense and he i he had been i'd spoken to him a few times on um like insta and stuff uh and it was his first time buying something i think um and you know he'd been looking for a while and then and then we go and ruin his order <laughs> so so yeah you have to make things right you know that's that's the that's the way the world works it's um you know it's I think business is really it's it's more relationship building really than anything else. Uh, so you you have to build trust. People have to trust you to then to to buy something from you. You're not going to buy something from somebody you don't don't trust and doesn't respect you. And um, or you may buy once, but you won't buy twice. And you know, the long and short of it is, you know, businesses need need money to keep going. And but uh, and also what you just general life stuff you should just be nice if everybody was just nice then the world would be a you know a better place really um so yeah i'm, I'm really i'm really glad that he he was stoked so that's that's cool i went really he was stoked but also upset that you didn't you know, go morning well yeah you know like it was it was <laughs> lockdown and i can't remember the time i got there i got there like six in the morning i get up like ridiculously early um so Crikey. yeah i'm like i'm, I'm like a four or five o'clock man and uh uh, so yeah, it was literally get in the car, go do that, and then back in the workshop and and you know slog, uh, not slog, but you know, do this is the grind, you know the grind that's uh, the 
kind of the fun bit, I guess. Well, no, not the fun, fun bit, but it's, yeah, it's just the stuff you have to do. Get, get stuff done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get stuff done. Yeah, get off your ass and get stuff done. <laughs> so let's talk a bit more about guitars. So yeah. I often see you um, near a Telecaster. Yeah, I love Tele's. It's, it's always been my go-to. Um, I... It started with, I think it's Johnny Greenwood was the first kind of dude I saw with a telly. And I mean, Radiohead are a massive influence on me. Um, so it's kind of gone from there. Um, and I, I, mean, I, I didn't actually get a Telecaster until I was 20. And I went to the Guitar Institute in London, which actually was around the corner from where my workshop is now. Um, uh, and... I mean, long long story short, but the summer before that, well, that was, yeah, the year before, I'd been kicked out of home, so I had no money, no nothing. Um, and my girlfriend at the time, unfortunately, her parents had sort of kind of said I could live with them for a bit. Um, and I didn't know what to do. You know, I'd just finished school um, uh, and, you know, I'd done, had some jobs doing, I was like a classroom assistant and those kind of, you know, stacking shelves. <laughs> I lasted two days um, sticking um, a well-known department store's labels onto ladies' underwear. <laughs> I just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so I just ran away from that one. But I um, wanted to go to the Guitar Institute, which was where my um, uh, my guitar teacher, a guy called Pete Kershaw, had been. And he was a, a stonking player, still is. And uh, uh he so I, I wanted to get there but i had no money had no support really um my girlfriend's parents as lovely as they were um they they didn't have the money to to fund it so i i found this thing called the musicians benevolent fund which now i think is called like help musicians or something like that um i approached them uh sent them like a little audition thing and stuff and um they really kindly helped me sort out some of my they paid for some of my fees and then put me in contact with various sort of banks and things that um could help me out for loans um and then to go back to the telecaster thing they also bought me a telly uh which was a a sunburst mexican telecaster which was my first proper branded guitar um you know i'd had like encores and things like that before but never a fender um and and yeah, and that was my first branch in, and that saw me all the way through Guitar Institute. And I, I properly, I was, I was an absolute geek. So I went in knowing, you know, a few pentatonic things and some chords and stuff. And then um, they told us on the first day that you have to do a minimum of four hours practice. And I did that every day for a year. So like six to eight hours in lessons and then four hours practice. Um, and, you know, when, you know, just learned, learned a lot. So that guitar, Telecasters always feel you know, like home, you know, I spent so many hours, um, on that guitar, stupidly sold it. (laughs) Mm, I really stupidly sold it, but it's, uh, that because all the way through the guitar Institute time, because the the Telecaster was, it, it sounded amazing, but it kept breaking. I mean, I don't know if you remember those like sort of nineties, early noughties, um, Mexican stuff, but the saddles were made out of rubbish so i'd have strings breaking all the time and um that kind of thing and i then there was a guitar shop which used to be in queue it's now not there anymore um called chandler guitars and it was run by uh well the workshop was run by this guy called charlie chandler um and i we used to go down there at one point it was weekly um to sort of 
going, can you fix this? Can you do this? You know, I've got no money. Can I make tea? Um, oh, by the way, can I have a job? And, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I, I'd be, be there in, to the point that I think, I mean, he used to, um, well, maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, but he used to sort of sigh when he saw me because I'd be a, a pain in his ass. But um, but literally, that, I went through that all, all the way through. And then on my, the day I graduated from the Guitar Institute, I went in to get some strings or something. And um, they said that there was this apprenticeship going with, well, they said it was an apprenticeship, but what they really meant was that we've just bought a Plex machine and we need somebody to to operate it for no money. <laughs> so that's what I, that was, um, yeah, but he actually told me, he's like, yeah, if you just get, t- tell a load of your friends and then you can all come down and we'll see who's best. And of course I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> just went, so it's only me. So I got the, I got the job. And then from then on, that's was, genius. yeah, well, you know, you've, sometimes you've just got to be a little bit selfish, haven't you really? And, um, right. yeah. And, then and I started work there and sort of started to see what was going on in that kind of world. I mean, that shop at that time was like the, they had the like the best guitar techs in the country were there. Um, apart from Bill Puplet, maybe, and there's a couple of other guys, but like the, as a hub, it was they, it was insane. So I really I landed on my feet, and you know, within within two months uh, of working there, you know, I'd met Mick Jagger. And, you know, we had like Dave Gilmore's guitars were coming in and, um, yeah, we worked on some, some seriously crazy stuff, um, and got a real sort of, you know, I was, again, it's all luck, but I, I was really got to see all the cool stuff, you know, um, I'm just, I'm just imagining like you have David Gilmore's guitar right in front of you and you're supposed to do any kind of TLC on it. Mm. Sweaty, sweaty hands or not? Yeah, well, the, weirdly, um, I mean, I, I didn't, I did a little bit of work on, you know, he had that gold 0001 strat, did a little bit of work on that. And then I, I think I tuned up the black one, <laughs> but um, the, the, the first, the first. And it's been in tune ever since. Yeah, man. I mean, I've got some skills, boy, but um the first the first customer's guitar i uh, i uh, i was given to do to, to work on because i wasn't really allowed to do anything for the per- first like six months um it was all like shop stuff and that kind of thing um but there's this baby taylor which um had i was told had been left in somebody's um, summer house um and it's just you know they just leave it there for to plus a play every now and again and the neck, the neck had moved so they needed to set it up so i set it up this guy came in, picked it up and went. And um, then so, the day later, Charlie comes over to me and goes, do you know whose guitar that was? So I was like, no, it's, it's Dave, David Gilmore's. And uh, he said that it, the setup is amazing. It's really good. So I literally, hey. I literally like, I literally like, ran out of the ran out of the shop. It was like someone on the phone to my dad. I was like, dad, 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 you know, you'll never guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool because you know it was it was yeah it was it was, it was, it was luck, but really you know you have to yeah it was good, it was good fun, good fun. Well, it seems like you put yourself in the right place at the right time and and didn't tell your friends about stuff. To- <laughs> <laughs> if, if a door opens you don't open it for other people and say go on go on through i'll, yeah, I'll be at the back but the, yeah 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 well i don't know but the door is very small you know if the door's a big door i'm i'm all up for helping and you of know I, I i i i try and help as many people as i can but when it comes to that particular thing um yeah i just thought i you, you know you have to jump at an opportunity and that was an opportunity yeah. and it's put you in the position to be where you are now which means you can 
go to someone's house at five o'clock in the morning and, and be Father Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like being Father Christmas. I'm getting, definitely getting that Corona belly, so I might look like him soon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all get that? <laughs> Dan, do you want to move on to what we would call the topic of the podcast? Uh, actually, just just one question to just um, kind of create that bridge from being like the apprentice in in a shop to having your own company. When was the moment when you decided, okay, you want to like do your own thing and and do repairs on your own and you know wind pickups and like how how was that transition from being employed to being an, a self employed well, person? It was kind of it was a weird it was a bit of a weird one. Um, it all started when um, Charlie. And all the repair guys left Chandler's to set up what is now known as Charlie Chandler's Guitar Experience. Um, uh-huh. And I was kind of left. I it was literally, I was I was on my own in there. And there was like a huge amount of repairs that needed doing. It was like really stressful time. But um, the manager in the shop, a guy called Al Duncan, um, he kind of, he was, he, was really, he was really kind to me and everything. And but just... I wasn't officially, but um, he he would call me like the workshop manager, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, it's a title and people like titles and I'm no different. Um, but then one day uh, he was talking, he was talking to me and this woman, Paula, the, she was like the general like kind of owner. Um, and he, he said, he talked to me about me, you know, me being the, the, the workshop manager and she pissed herself and she was just like, never be the workshop manager that's ridiculous i was like i'm holding together your workshop at the minute i didn't say this but um that was kind of a realization that i was doing a job i loved but for somebody who didn't give a monkeys which mm-hmm. um so it's kind of that sowed the seed and then and i've always wanted to do have my own thing as well i've always there's always been a i'm a i, I, I always i've constantly got ideas on the go and um i've mm-hmm. tried loads of different like projects and i mean i've got two well it's monty's and i've got another company uh, i've got yeah so i do i do loads of stuff all the time so it was it kind of inbred but that was kind of like a um yeah a go a go bleep yourself moment and i was just like from then i was just i i, I was just looking for for ways out you know you know it was um it was, yeah, it was just it was it was just that, and then I I left Chandler's for a bit and went to work for my uncle um, in plastic fabrication, which was lovely. Um, but that was, and then I saw that it was a job I hated, but because my uncle was so lovely to not only me, because you know, but everybody that worked for him, um, you know, it made it made it right. So I was just like, fuck this, I'm gonna. Sorry, I didn't mean to swear, <laughs> but um, I was like, screw, screw this. This is like, um, just let's, I'll do it on my own. I'll do the guitar thing on my own and I'll just be nice to people. And then we can create this whole little bubble of, you know, this nice thing. And let's just, let's just freaking do it. That, if that explains it. <laughs> Absolutely. Very clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really simple when you don't think about it. Mm. You know, it's just... Um, you, you mentioned before we started recording that your daughter has sayings and I'm hoping you're going to remember some before yeah. the end of the podcast yeah. but my daughter has one as well and and she keeps throwing it back at me and, I, and it's um, if you do nice things you get nice things yeah 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 that's great <laughs> lovely yeah. she has this deep baritone 39 year old voice as well it's amazing man that's that you need to harness that they get, get her doing voiceovers <laughs> <laughs> But you're absolutely right, Matt. And and every time we speak to someone, Dan, I think you'll agree that 
the people we've spoken to, the people that are succeeding, the people that are using guitars and having fun and success are being nice people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a few that we haven't spoken to any yet, but there are a few in the business that I'm <laughs> sure are on the other side of the, the spectrum. But um, that would be an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. find a few. But, you, but you're always going to get that. You're always going to get some nice yeah. people, some n- not so nice people. And, you know, you just got to... I'm a big believer in surrounding yourself with people that, you know, this type of people that you want to, it's like the type of person you want to be. I want to be a nice person. I want to surround myself with nice people. If you're a bit of a, um, if you're not a nice person, then don't. <laughs> I know you're going to say that. <laughs> yeah. If you, I, you, I don't really want to be around you. You know, and that's, that's it. You've got to, you've got to do that, that kind of thing. I mean, it's not only from a business point of view, but from like a mental health point of view, you know, if you've got Absolutely. You're around negative people, you're going to be negative. Simples. Yeah. <laughs> No. But yeah, so that's it. There you go. Um, I'll get off my little high horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we can go on to, to Andy's topic because uh, having you as a pickup expert mm. on the show, we, we like discussing discussing about you in advance of the show. Yeah. We, we came up with the idea, well, let's do it like a pickup episode and talk pickups and not just your pickups, yeah. but like the broad topic of pickups. Yeah. Andy, do you have an idea where you want to start? Yeah, I have a burning question okay. because Woo-hoo. I do set up guitars. I've, you know, I do things like that. I know, without being, you know, um, too boastful, I know stuff about guitars. Yeah. One thing I don't know really is pickups. Yeah. Because they they just seem like magic to me. I haven't worked them out yet. <laughs> so my initial question is, what is the difference between a cheap ass nasty pickup that you find in some old copy, like an Encore, for yeah. example? And a boutique pickup. Where what you know, there's there's obviously a, a, a line between those two. They are both pickups, mm-hmm. but one is horrible and nasty, and people say, "Ooh, that sounds terrible." Yeah. And one is like, "Ooh, that's lovely. That's tone in a box." <laughs> yeah. Well, there's. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, th- th- I'm done. I'm done okay, with cool. my silliness. So, what's the difference? What's the difference? Well, it's um, ma- mainly it's uh, well, it used to be sort of production and just general attention to detail i'd say i would say though i've heard some really cheap pickups that sound bonkers good you know it doesn't where it come oh, yeah. where, where it comes from is kind of it, it's a bit a bit irrelevant but um uh, but the i mean the fundamental difference is yeah it's, it's attention to detail really um the guys that are spitting out you know a, a gazillion pickups a day they're doing it for the I mean the margins are really little the you know they, they have to ship a load they have to sell a load to make make their company work um uh, so they need to get stuff out fast as fast as possible and they don't they don't have the the time the luxury of time to spend on the individual pickup so they'll just get you know, shot out, shot out, shot out, and put in a box or not even in a box, you know, and whatever, and then just gets shipped off to maybe a, you know, another company that are shipping out strats at $12 a unit, you know. Um, tonally, um, you can get, you can get some great stuff at either end of the spectrum. It depends what you're after and what it's married up against. Uh, pickup, you've got to remember is literally it's the, it all what it does is it turns the physical movement of your string into the start of your guitar signal so yeah the i mean it's 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 a it's a really sort of tricky conversation and people do get a bit funny about it but yes everything does make a difference to the sound so your 
if you can get your guitar to play as best it can, so set up as best it can, um, and you know the woods are resonating as you would like them, it feels nice and all that kind of stuff, then the pickup's going to see the best that it can see. So it'll give you a better result. If your guitar is then um, it's not set up, right? So it's got a back bow in the neck. So you think the strings are kind of zinging off the frets and that kind of stuff, then it's going to change what the pickup sees. Um, and therefore you'll get a different outcome. So some people who've had spent, I don't know, uh, three grand on a path, then plug it in and it's rubbish. Um, might not because of, be because of the pickup. It could be the, the, the could be the guitar, could be your strings are old, could be, yeah, no, the height's not right. I mean, there's, so many parameters that affect it um and also there's that there is that other thing of like what mood you're in <laughs> which i don't don't know about you but i've like listened to certain albums for example and like on my you know my, on my monitors and you know i know the setup really well and some days i'm just like man that sounds so good the same record through the same monitors is just like just don't not getting it you know um so there's that as well. I mean, it's 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 a, a psychological nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I think that so, answers my question. <laughs> well, one thing, one thing I will say though, um, we ha- I had um, uh, the guys from Andersons came in to do. We did some like sort of how to stuff, and uh, uh, they had a squire which we were kind of looking at upgrading bits and, and things. And we took the, took the pickups out of the whole pick guard out. And the single coil pickups, which looked like single coils, normal ones from the outside, they were made um, like P90s. So they had, instead of the pole pieces being magnets, they had um, metal poles and then two ceramic bar magnets on the underside. Um, now, tonally, before we, I mean, there was no sort of indication that it was more of a P90. Um, which was, you know, just kind of weird. But then take it off and it's a completely different build. But it was because of they, the reason they made them like that is they can make them dirt cheap, like really, 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 really cheap. But again, the guitar sounded sounded pretty good. <laughs> you know, God, I'm doing myself out of business here, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, don't change anything. It's all, it's all rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Upgrades are pointless. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. but then well, at least at least you've got one one big ally when it comes to the telly game, um, Danish Pete. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's even he's been cool. <laughs> yeah, and am I right? He's got his own like signature pickup uh, set from from Monty's guitars, right? Yeah, yeah, he has. We started working working with Pete a while ago. Um, he came down he came because my workshop um is right next to a company called audio kitchen i don't know if you guys are familiar with them um i have a, I have a small tree so. uh, it's, it's some good stuff um I've, mm. I've got a sparkly little chopper there all i've of, seen it behind you yeah. I, was, I was ogling it earlier. all of my stuff is, is kind of sparkly <laughs> um anyway um and he pete came down to see steve uh about i can't I mean i can't remember what it was about it's like maybe a pedal or something and um we just got chatting and we both got a um let's say rather eclectic sense of humor <laughs> so we just kind of got on and got chatting and um and then the opportunity came up to because they were, they were releasing some squire versions of his purple telly um and he was just like do you fancy giving it a go seeing you know seeing if if we can get it 
you know, see what's in the guitar, see if we can replicate it. Um, um, so I, yeah, again, I just, you know, jump at the chance, you know, you have to, you have to do that, this kind of thing. So he came in with his Pete, his purple telly, um, and we took it all apart and he was under, he was told that it had a twisted telly in the neck and then, a, a no caster in the bridge. Um, and that's just not true. They, what, I, what that guitar was made with two others, those three purple tellies like that, made at the same time. For I think it was for Frankfurt Music Messer or something, um, and it screams. It screams kind of just grabbing stuff off the bench, you know, any old thing. So like the bridge pickup, it's. Um, I mean, it's wonky as hell to start with. It's like the top's like this. Um, it's not. It's not a no caster because the bobbin height's wrong, the magnet stagger's wrong, the wine's wrong. Um, it's a great sounding pickup, but um, not a no cast. And the twisted telly is again the bobbin height's wrong, the wire they use is wrong. Um, <laughs> so, so it's, it's it's a mess. It's it's a mess, but it's a, a, a glorious mess. You know, sound. I mean, it's yeah. that telly. I mean, it sounds really good. Um, but yeah, so we just it was like reverse engineer that and then test it a few prototypes back and forth and um, and yeah, and that was you know that, that was like boggling for me the day it launched um we so we sold 130 sets in 24 hours and i i i I, I mean that's like a year's worth to me up until then you know i mean literally we you know we we don't shift well we did well we didn't shift a huge amount of stuff this was really um it was it was like really boggling and then figuring out how how the hell are we going to make all these because <laughs> i i bought <laughs> i bought enough stuff to make i thought oh, we'll sell about i don't know 30 sets 40 sets he's quite popular um no <laughs> so yeah it's 130 and it's um but it's cool and the way the way the, the like the artist deal set is set up with us is um we do we do a 50 50 split with whoever it is so um pete because we're working with we're you know working with pete you know we just launched one with bill steer i don't know from napalm death and carcass um like a humbucker set and it's the same thing i mean these guys deserve to be rewarded for you know for that that stuff and um and it's nice because I don't want to walk into a room and feel like I'm shafting somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, you know, it benefits everybody that way. So it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been, been really, really cool. And there's some more stuff with Pete actually we're doing, which I can't talk about at all at the minute. So, oh. um, but yeah, <laughs> that'll be soon. Yeah, but I dare to say, I mean, um, I don't know if you're aware of that, but Danish Pete was uh, is, is also in Germany quite a famous guitar player because he was uh, the lead guitar player in Helene Fischer, which was like for a couple of years, like the biggest pop act you could imagine. They played all the big stadiums in really? Germany, Austria. So he really like has a lot of street cred also from playing live in those big uh, arenas. Yeah, And uh, so he's very well known for his tone. And, uh, I mean... Seeing him having a signature pickup set from you, I dare to say, is a big honoré for a, a rather small company. Oh, you're full of them. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I wanted to make a sticker that said, you make me so horone. <laughs> he, said, he said, no, that's not that we can't do that. You know, but uh, one day. <laughs> one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, on a Friday when he's yeah. tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just sign off on no, this, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy um, Matt another question like um, 
before you started making your own pickups, what was your like desert island pickup? The one you always like would prefer? Um, was was there no such pickup? Yeah, it was uh, uh, Lola was my kind of um, go-to guy. I think um, it was the first one that, I mean, in, in all fairness, I saw the, you know, because when I worked at Chandra's, we had every, every, literally everything was there. So I got to try a load of stuff. Um, and when we got his stuff, it just, it looked cool to begin with. Um, you know, packaging was really nice, nice and, you know, it was uh, not, that, not, not that I'm just, you know, looking for the packaging, but um plumbed them in for a couple of customers and they 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 just sank the strap pickups especially they have this like cut and uh kind of they just sit in a mix really nicely um and that's bit that's a big thing for me all my everything i build is with the with like sort of that sitting in a mix thing you've got to have the right amount of the right top so you know especially with like stage you know stage volumes and everything coming down nowadays you need you need to be able to be heard through through your eq and and all that kind of stuff we can't just crank it i mean the days of 100 watt 200 watt marshals are long gone really um so so yeah he it, i've plumbed them in it was just you know, hit a chord and you're like wolf that sounds that sounds good um and then yeah it was always it's always been been that i mean i've heard some other really great stuff but um for me it just it was the one that sort of spoke to me um i use this anal- analogy a lot but um it's kind of with all the pickup makers and the same with pedal makers and all that kind of stuff um we're all essentially using the same things to make this very similar things but we're only going to make great what we like ourselves. So I'm after a certain sound um, and we dig really deep to get to that point and that, that sound. Um, and that's it. So it's kind of like, it's like spag bowl, right? <laughs> Run with me with this one. Everybody can make a spaghetti bolognese, but everybody does it slightly differently. I might like Andy's, might not like yours. You know, it's, it's I, I, you know, you just, it's just because you don't put ketchup in it or something, I don't know. But um, Winner, yeah, winner, winner. Winner, winner, chicken Sorry. dinner. But um, <laughs> it's, so you've got it, you've, you find the people that speak to you tonally and there you find your kind of, your kind of home. And, um, and, you know, and I, I am one for, you know, if, if, if I know because you, you you get to a point when you know the kind of tone someone's after, and if you can't hit it, um, and I'll, I will happily point them in somebody else's direction. There's loads of guys making some really, really, really cool stuff. I mean, you've got obviously you've got the big guys like the, the Duncans and Demarzios and stuff, and you've got Bare Knuckle over here that are huge, and they make amazing stuff. Um, but then you've got other people that are searching for something different, you know. Um, I know T- Tim Bare Knuckle is like a big rock guy, um, and the stuff that he makes. In, in my humble opinion, makes really good are the the pickups that are for that type of music. Whereas, the you know I'm I, I I'm I'm after kind of something a little bit. Just it's just naturally it's just the way I play. I play more finger style. I you know um, it's it's just a different thing. But there's, yeah, there's it's lots of people making good stuff, and you can sort of just find the person who speaks to you, I guess, which in my case, my first case was Lola. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I, I, as a, a gear reviewer and guitar, you know, I, I spend a lot of time in um, like chat rooms and I read comments on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. 
And my favorite question often is, I've just bought this guitar, which pickup should I put in it? Yes. <laughs> do you get like customers like that? So do you offer some sort of um, consultancy as well? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, typically, again, I think I might be doing myself out of business, but because we still have the repair shop here. Um, and as I said earlier, it's pointless throwing more money at your guitar and if it's not set up, if it's not working as good as it can do right there. Because then, I mean, you must have you must have experienced it when you first get a guitar and it's not set up right and it's not sounding right, especially this day and age where most people buy guitars off the internet and um, you can't, you, it's harder to go into a shop and try them out. Um, you know, so we always say to people, because people will always come in and be like, right, I want, I've got this strat, I want uh, this bridge, this pickup, this, these machine heads, this, that, this, I want to change the nut, I want to change the frets, I want to do this, and other. It's like, okay, you're, so you're going to, you'll be dumping three, four grand into this strat, which you've just bought. Um, let's just set it up. That's just a setup cost. And I bet you it will sound way better. And then we can change bit at, bit at a time so you know what you're doing. Because if you rip everything apart and then put it all back together again, you mm -hmm. you might it might still sound not how you want it. And you don't know where to start to fix that. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's it's a slow journey. But people, it is, you know, it's kind of weird that people, you know, just straight buy guitar, buy pickups. But then... I suppose I, I, I'm a tinkerer by nature. So I, it's like, you know, I'm big into my tennis, but I got my tennis racket, straight away changed the string, straight away changed the grip. So, you know, um, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, 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 man, I'm, 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 I'm just as bad. Just, you know, I just have the luxury of being able to make my own guitar stuff. So it doesn't cost, cost me as much. <laughs> yeah. That's um, I have another question about your pickups Yeah, or pickups in general. Yeah. And that is, let's say I come to you and you build me a pickup, mm -hmm. and we both decide that there's not enough highs in it yeah. for some reason. Yeah. What do you change about a pickup to introduce more highs? Is that what do you do? I, I genuinely, as you may have gathered, I don't know how pickups work. Okay. Well, it's it's a bit different. If like um, the typical the first port of call usually is bobbin heights. Um, so if you take single coils, for example, um, what you get if you just get a standard strap bobbin which typically they're about around 11 mil but you've got about 11 mil space to wind on it um if you take that and just put more winds on it to get more output you fatten up the the mids fatten up uh, the treble the top and the bass is still there but the mids fatten up and uh, which kind of hump uh, muffles them um so what you can what you do to get around that is you extend the like the magnet length and the coil length uh, the coil height sorry because that keeps the coil itself further inside the magnetic field where it's stronger which gives you more top um and so that's that's the way you do that with humbuckers it's a little bit different because um unless you've got unlimited funds you can't get different bobbins maze and all that kind of stuff um so there's different things you can do with offsets, different metals, um, magnets, obviously. Um, but and, and weirdly, the 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 tension of the wind itself, because if you if you wind it really loose, you'll get the same amount of resistance on the coil, but it will be kind of fatter. And then if you tighten it up, it will be thin. So he's kind of finding that balance. So that's how you do it. <laughs> I think you just um, opened up like a rabbit hole for me because I, I, going into this conversation, I was happily ignorant. Yeah. 
and now I know a small amount of information. Which Welcome to my dangerous. life. <laughs> so I spent. Yeah. I'm in this pit of this this dark pit. It's uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You can just see you just myself in just years the door with a hand him. winder and oh, there's, there's too yeah. many wines on that. I'll just yeah. start again. I've been there. I've been there. Oh, no. <laughs> this is dangerous. Yeah. And don't get me started on magnets. I mean, that's another thing. <laughs> well, actually, no, screw it. I've said it now. So but people... No, yeah, 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 you have to go there So now. it's like magnets. Not only every manufacturer of magnet will make them with slightly different combinations of various materials. Um You've got everyone like kind of knows about Alnico's, you know, like sort of two to five. There's, there's, there are others either side, like, um, but within each one, there's different grades. So you've got Alnico two, for example, and then whichever the manufacturers call it, like A, B, C, and D, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a night it's a nightmare. But um, the way we've kind of got around that is you just stick with stick with one manufacturer so you kind of know roughly what you're going to get and uh and and then go from there i mean it's magnets do make a make a difference but i'd say the coil itself makes more of a difference tonally than the way you can shape stuff um mm -hmm. uh yeah um my my favorite magnet going on to magnets um my favorite magnet my, my favorite magnet <laughs> is uh is is but from number 43 no um I really like Alnico three because it's actually it's actually sort of a little bit weaker than two, but it means that you can actually get it closer to the strings before it starts affecting the strings, um, uh, uh, which I I really love the sound you get with that because you can get the coil closer to it and it's just you get you still got all the top there but you get this really nice bloom um, which is which is really really good. It's a much underrated magnet, you know. In Magnet Weekly, it's always downtrodden. But um, <laughs> yeah, see, there's the, the see. I, I really have deep in a rabbit hole, very deep. Oh, no. The thing is, I, I can see down this hole and I can see you really far in the distance. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to turn around. Yeah, do it's, the other way. do please, please. <laughs> it's it's not it's not pretty. Matt already partly answered the question, but I just want to go there because it's such a, a important part. Like, how do you ensure that there's a consistency with the pickups? Because usually, if you buy aftermarket pickups, you know you have that that specific tone that you probably heard from your bandmate or you heard in another guitar, and then you buy that aftermarket pickup, and it sounds completely different. Mm. But it's still the same model. So there's this quite a variance in, in in the output or the tone that those pickups produce, and at least to me, depending on the manufacturer, the variance is either rather narrow or it's very wide so how do you ensure that the monty's guitar pickups are consistent in their tone um well we we just we we have like multiple checks on everything i mean this is again it's one of you know going back to that learning curve stuff of finding you know you get a problem you uh, we, we did did have so things were a little bit inconsistent at one time but um it's it's getting i don't know if you've seen the picture of like my original winder which is like a basically a sewing machine really like rinky dink um and i used to have like it's you know the, the simple simple stuff like the counter on it um that wasn't very accurate at one point and kind of broke um so it's, it's just just make one, one two three four five six seven eight, yeah yeah, oh. yeah exactly it does exactly sort of, um <laughs> You know, but it worked for Gibson back in the fifties. I mean, the, the the machine that wound the paths was wasn't wound on a counter. That's why they're so weird and different. But um, that's another story. Um, yeah, it's basically checks, making sure you use the same manufacturers and that they're consistent. Um, uh, it's 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 very boring, but it's just making sure that everything is as it should be and just keeping consistency. Um, 
and training people, giving people enough time to learn how to do stuff. I mean, I'm, that's been one of the trickiest things for me, actually, because uh, I kind of go into things assuming that people know stuff and forget that I've had 20 years doing this kind of thing. And um, the bit, no, nobody's this. I've, I've got a friend of mine who's, you know, she's a she's a mum and uh, she was helping with the packing. And now she's doing like helping soldering looms and everything. It's like, why don't you know how to solder? <laughs> it's like, you know, um, but now she's like absolutely bossing it. You know, it's getting getting the right people and getting, um, yeah. And again, I think it also is when you've got when it's not just you, um, it's keeping people in the right kind of headspace and stuff, and 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 caring about the what they're doing and the overall thing, um, which is again going right back to the beginning of you know the conversation. It's kind of like the that the customer is always kind of key you know um i also pick up on the fact that you'd say if, if, if you're in a band for example and you buy the same pickups as the other guitarist your gear is going to be possibly completely different so you're you're going to get a different result um you know again it's even down to the height of the pickups being different that'll that'll bring a different outcome um the types of strings you use that'll bring a different outcome so it's kind of it's 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 again it's just this it's this rabbit hole <laughs> yeah i think the world is getting like nerdier and geekier when it comes to yeah. the finer details and mm-hmm. um people like yourself who and i don't want to play you down you know you're a pickup maker you have a sort of internet fame and it's it's kind of ridiculous isn't it really it is weird i do find it weird um I don't, you know, I don't. I haven't had it. Too, I haven't had too much. I mean, I was, speak, I was speaking to Pete, and he said he was getting a can of beans from the bottom shelf in Asda. Um, other supermarkets are available, and um, <laughs> you know, he's like sure, <laughs> sat there, bum hanging out, and then somebody go, "Oh, it's Danish Pete!" You know, it's, oh, it's like, oh god. But I mean, I had I, I, my one one time when somebody sort of kind of was a bit weird. Was um, it was weirdly it was at my kid's school. They had like a. It was a quiz and curry night, you know, fundraiser for the school back when we could, you know, actually see people. Um, and there's a friend of mine came over and she was laughing. I was like, what's up? I said, I see that table over there. They're like, look, it's the path man. It's the path man. It's like, <laughs> so what? <laughs> so what? It's just so, so bizarre. And You need a T-shirt and a summertime hit single, I am the path man. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got it down. You got it down. Yeah, man. Yeah, but that's it, it's it's a it's it's a bizarre thing. And also, when people come in to get stuff repaired, and you know, or talk about tone, or come in because we do lessons as well. So, um, and they've seen it, you know, seen us on like Instagram or whatever it is. And um, I mean, it's it's weird. It's like they kind of start talking to me like I already know, I know them really well which is lovely and it's kind of the way I, I'd li- I like it to be I mean mm. I've, we spent a lot of time and effort making sure that the workshop and the office although it does look like a bunker is you know quite a you know it's, it's a safe place for for geeks like me <laughs> to come in and just geek out so um yeah it's weird <laughs> I still can't get over the path man it's like the, the guitar player superhero yeah, yeah. look Look who's on the horizon! It's Batman. <laughs> yeah. There's too much hum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much. I will come and save you. Um, <laughs> I will rid the yeah. world of this hum. Yeah, but but keeping the high end in there. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I had a 
<laughs> it sounds like a solid social media campaign. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you can have that. Yeah, and um, and now Asda owes us some money, so that's, yeah. Uh, oh, twice. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we can keep going around this circle, <laughs> supermarket circle. It reminded me hearing you say that about. Um, uh, I was lucky enough to go to the Fender Custom Shop uh, in mm. 2019, which seems a lifetime ago. Yeah, and and you have to say those things now, you know, because of the lockdown. And yeah. um, I met the pickup winder, Josephina, sitting oh, in the yeah. little custom shop in her little, what looked like a little market stall, with her you know, <laughs> winding, and she was lovely and, and gorgeous, and we had a hug and cuddle. And then later on that year, I bought um, uh, a Fender Custom Shop telly, and didn't know anything about it. Like, being the, the nerd that I am, I just bought the guitar because it felt and sounded fantastic, unplugged. Yeah, that's where you my, should buy a guitar. Yeah, and I, I, I wanted to keep this mystery. I didn't want to know what was inside. You know, it was, it was part of the the magic. Yeah, because every other guitar I have is for testing and reviewing, and I have to know everything. And so I wanted to, you know, keep that little one for me. Mm -hmm. And my friend asked to borrow it because he played it and wanted to to possibly buy one with a similar setup. And he fell in love with it, and he wouldn't give it back, of course. <laughs> and then. In his search for finding a guitar like that, he needed to know the specs. So I had to dig out the, the sheet that you get, the, the mm. travel sheet. And um, on there was this lady's name, Josephina. She made my pickups. And I actually had a little oh, moment. Yeah. And that was, that was insane. She's a pickup lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, that, that's, that's, that's good. I mean, that, that's one of the great things about the, the world the way it is now. I'm not talking about corona. I'm like social media and that kind of thing. Is it's, I mean you've got that connect with somebody, you know, you can meet, I mean, obviously you went to the custom shop and met, met her, um, uh, which is cool, but you know, it's, it's, it feels very much like the world is, is shrinking a bit in a way. And that, in that mm. respect, it's kind of going back to old days where you, you know, you lived in a village, you had one butcher and he was called Dave, he knew you and that kind of thing. And so you can, you can get to un understand and so see the story behind the, you know, pickup or the bike or whatever the product is or the brand you know and you get to understand the uh, like the mentality behind everything you know and why things are a certain way um and i think that's i think that's amazing and it also means that you know tiny little companies like me can exist um and we can do stuff um that's that's really good. And the good thing about being such a small company is you can react really quickly, um, which is great. It's just like, you know, we had, um, what was it recently? There was, um, yeah, we had, so we had a customer in Canada um, who the, I don't know what had happened, but somehow half of the pickup, the magnets in the pickup had flipped polarity. So the pickup was kind of weirdly out of phase with itself. It does some really weird things, um, which that can happen if if a pickup, if a, if a magnet is dropped or, you know, it's got severe heat or cold, then that can flip the magnet. Um, so if it's in a plane on the way to Canada, I mean, you know, that's it, things can happen. So we, we sent him another set um, and then the... The the eyelets where the wires go in, they had something weird had gone on there because what happened? Some of the some of the copper that we use is um, where it's either solderable or non-solderable, and if it's non-solderable, you have to strip it. If it's solderable, you can like to literally put the solder solder on there, and it will kind of burn through the enamel. 
So when you first plumb them all in, plumb, plumb the pickups in, and you wire wire in, put the wires on there. Um, there's connection, but sometimes when then the little eyelets cool down, that enamel kind of reforms, separating it. So, um, well, and it was to the same customer. So he he was just like, I mean, he was really understandable, understanding about it. But you know, uh, mistake one, mistake two. So then we've now I mean, we had multiple checks, but now like even during the packing process, now there's other multiple, there's more checks to to make sure that polarity is right, that it's reading right. And that everybody, there's like a big wall of all of the pickups, all of the stats. So no matter who it is, can see everything. And everybody's work gets double checked as well now. Um, it's like putting stuff in like that just to make sure that we can get get it right, right as first right first time as many times as possible, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I went a bit off tangent, sorry. <laughs> no, I, wherever it went, I followed you, so. You're cool. That's interesting. I think it was about reacting as a, as a small business. You can react quickly. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really admirable to know that, um, to take the time to analyze what you do and get the opportunity to improve it. Yeah, it was, a, it was, there was a guy who used to work, he worked here, for, well, he was gonna, only going to be here for like a month. Um, I met him at the London guitar show, a guy called Johnny Marsh. And uh, he came in, he's literally straight out of school. Uh, so he's like 18, came in and he, he kind of, start started a big change in the business he was like super super bright um and helped like do a lot of you know copy and all that kind of stuff um and then with him and then we got the guy george came in which i know andy you've spoken to george mm-hmm. um they're both of them together kind of nailed all these things down and like johnny said i can't remember what airline it was but it was there was a there was a crash or something so uh, this is like ages ago. It's not a recent thing. And the airline put in a, a check that every, the pilot couldn't just say, yes, this is all fine. It had to be double checked by somebody else. And it's coming out of the mouth of an 18-year-old. He's like, you need to implement this. It's like, that sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> you know? So, it's, you know, um, uh, yeah, you have to listen to listen to people. And it doesn't matter how old they are. <laughs> I mean, he's he's way smarter than me. And he's, and he's off at Oxford studying music and all that kind of thing. I mean, I can barely spell my own name. <laughs> I, I don't like him. I hate him with fact. Yeah, he's pretty sure he's, I don't he, like that guy. Yeah, well, you know, you would do if you met him. But yeah, on paper, hate him. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if I'm playing the bad cop, um, and I, I just want to like take on that role for a second, yeah. um, one could one could one could state that like the pickup hasn't. Re- really been reinvented for the last like 50 or 60 years now a couple a couple of years ago fishman started pulling out the the fluences pickups mm-hmm. that are kind of 3d printed what what is your like opinion and your take on that a technology and also the sound uh well on the technology front i i love that stuff i mean i'm i've just we just bought a 3D printer, <laughs> so, but that's but that's all to make jigs and things and stuff like that. Um, I think the I've played a few of those and fitted a few of them. I think they they they're great at what they do. Um, because they they kind of aimed at giving you two types of pickups, aren't they? In one thing, um, it's it's cool. For, uh, for me, it didn't they didn't kind of sing sing with me. Um, 
but I know guys that use them and love them and I think it's a great product. But um, the weird thing, and I, you know, I don't know many other industries that are like this, but um, it's kind of like everybody wants everything like it was in the 50s, just mm. without the tuberculosis. You know, it's kind of... The racism. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But don't change anything. Just just leave it as it is, you know. Um, but it's so which is partly why things haven't moved on a huge amount i mean pickup is a very simple thing guitar is a very simple thing um and it just all it's oh look at that while you were talking so, while matt was talking then we were uh left dan left us and now he has a little baby with him yeah oh she's very cute oh I'm so sorry. I, I had to. I had to leave you like right when you started answering the question. Yeah, but it. the little Ella, little Ella, just started screaming. Uh, she's far more important so. than my my answer. But anyway, that's it. Bad <laughs> cop, and then just ignore me and yeah. leave. Like, yeah. <laughs> super bad cop. <laughs> yeah, super bad cop. Man, bad you daddy. Got, balls of steel. What, whatever he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. She's just like eight days old. So. Oh man, oh, that's oh, amazing. Yeah, my youngest <laughs> guest ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Super cute. Well, um, hello, little one. But um, yeah, I was just, I mean, I was just, I think the, what people are managing to do now is kind of just, it's just hone it down. And because, again, go back to that, because more people can make them, it's finding the tone that speaks to you, which is it is what, what it's all about. So, um, yeah, I mean, nothing drastically has changed i mean you had what emg came along and then you had um oh what those ones that were in fender for a while um lace sensors and then then they have they had brought out lace sensor brought out some like aluminium pickups or something with like neodymium magnets and all that kind of stuff um but it's getting i think it's just you want it to it's getting something that works all together, and people always people still now still listen to the music from like yesteryear, and then um, want those tones, um, and you know it's 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 a, it's a tricky one. I mean, one thing that we do here, I mean, because I I have been fortunate enough to see, and you know, a, a load of like proper old vintage stuff, with to recreate that. But I, you know, you also know that not all vintage pickups vintage guitars vintage pedals vintage amps are good you know some of them sound like absolute toilet um it's not all not all great but um yeah it's it's, it's a it's a weird it's a it's a weird one i think you know people just want it to be <laughs> just want it to be as it was or as they think it was i don't know <laughs> rose tinted glasses yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the cars were definitely cooler back in the 50s. Oh, heck yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. But, you know, death traps. So there's that. You know. <laughs> yeah, swings and roundabouts, man. Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> well, one of my favorite things that I've seen um, in, you know, stalking you on the internet is the pickup uh, coil collection that you have. Mm. So I've seen your post on Instagram. You have a, a sort of board with lots of... Um, yeah, the Fender one. Old, yeah, Fender yeah. coils. That yeah. thing's insane. How, how did you come about? Do you just... I, I, like, I just, like yeah, well, I kind of, when I started repairing pickups, um, I literally, I just didn't, if it was something interesting that came through or something I hadn't seen before, I'd always keep it. Um, I'm a, I'm a, a hoarder as my wife will <laughs> tell you, but, um, it's, 
I, I just I also another company that's on the same floor as me. They make frames like for all the like the gold discs and stuff. And um, um, one of the guys had made this like deep kind of looks like a butterfly, butterfly um, type of. Um, <laughs> my brain has literally fallen out my bum. Um, this really cool little cabinet which I put. Which I was just like, oh, I can put my pickups in there. Um, the pickup, the little moustache collection. Um, but it's 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 really cool because you can you can show people really quickly the how all the different techniques actually do change throughout. I mean, that one starts in forty seven and uh, goes through to eighty something, I think. Um, and you see you see the progression of like especially from like fifty four to sort of sixty three. The, the the strap pickups and how mm-hmm. like they're wound they're diff- they are wound differently they get tighter um the wax potting kind of uh, changes a little bit and then they flip to lacquer potting um and then it's the different you know different colors of stuff and um it's really cool and actually one of the coils on there so the first one's like a lap steel 47 lap steel and the second one is a fender mandolin, mandolin that was um was george harrison's which was really really cool um his son now uses it and um uh, a friend of mine who sadly passed away last year, a guy called Alan Alan Rogan, was um, he was um, really good friends with with George and the family, and um, brought it over for me to fix and sort out and send it back to him, um, which was really cool. So I've got that's that's part of the collection, which is really good. And we just I've got I've got a, like a path collection. I've got loads of other weird stuff. I just need to find a cabinet to put them in. <laughs> Well, I must say that Matt and Monty's Guitars has a uh, outstanding Instagram account, and you're Thanks. constantly posting like videos of tips and things, and videos of how you do things, and then interesting photos of the like the gear you get in to repair, and things like your your butterfly collection of yeah, yeah, pickups. yeah. Um, and I guess we kind of need to round this podcast off because we've hit our one hour mark. Okay, yeah. And um, <laughs> and I thought um, the baby was going to stay with us, but now she's just left with mummy. <laughs> so, um, Matt, can you tell the listeners what your, your Instagram handle is? Is it a handle these days? Yeah. I think so. Um, it's uh, just Monty's Guitars. If you look at, uh, yeah, just search us and you'll, you'll stumble across uh, stuff from our very strange brain. Um, and yeah, I look forward to chatting and stuff. Um, on that <laughs> very cool I'm, I'm, i was just browsing through the pictures when uh when uh andy told me did you were a game for for a for the podcast session and it's 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 remarkable like i don't know how how, how much enthusiasm and also how much uh i know mojo is that the right word can go into 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 something like that because if i scroll your account there's not a single a single image that doesn't appeal to me. It, it all speaks to me. You know, 69 strat pickups drying from black or potting. It's like drool worthy pictures all over the place. So I highly recommend to check that out. You might want to order pickups instantly right after visiting Monty's Guitars on Instagram. It's, it's great. It's great. Please give it up. Well, definitely. That's, uh, yeah, we work, we work hard on that. That's a, a team, a, a team, definitely a team effort. You also seem to have a lot of fun at work as well. I've seen you guys winding each other up. And, of course uh, it's brilliant I, as a one-man team uh i missed that yeah 
I mean, I was I was a one man team for a really long time. It's only really the last 18, 18 24 months that I've had people in, um, especially full time. I mean, the fact that I'm an employer is just boggles my brain. <laughs> I just don't know. But it's it's brilliant, and you've got to have fun because life's too blinking serious. I mean, this time now is the best time to have fun because what else are you going to do really uh, you just got to do just do the good stuff and you know do nice things with nice people nice stuff happens yeah, it's uh, like it. slightly coin your daughter's phrase <laughs> I'm paraphrasing well you need you, you need you need that low voice <laughs> no, 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 no. yeah I'll, I'll get an Instagram clip of her saying it definitely yeah I want to see that <laughs> oh, great well well and then thanks so much Matt that was a great insight I think there was a lot of very valuable business advice There was a lot of geek talking, a lot of behind the scenes from a very sophisticated uh, <laughs> repair shop and pickup maker. And uh, yeah, well, I unfortunately, to, personally, I never ever had the chance to try one of your pickups so far, but uh, that's now on my bucket list. Wicked. I'm, I'm Andy, proud to be there. Yeah, taking notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ne neither so have I, but I have this. very good friends who have, and they're very happy with them. Wicked. Well, that's... that's 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 why I get up in the morning. <laughs> At four o'clock. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Hand, hand delivering pickups. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Some imagine you with a large sack running around London. Pickups for you, pickups for everybody. It's like a box like in the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why the packaging's like that. That's, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, e reinforced. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Dan, I let us back in then. We were going out and I let us back in. All I've good, had such a fun good, time today. Mate. It's our first daytime podcast recording. Man, daytime's good time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man, thanks so much. Well, thanks for having me on. Let's call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Thanks to all the listeners. Um, leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Make sure to check out Monty's Guitars on Instagram. Six-star rating? Yeah, six yeah that's rating. even better. Go for that. That's better. better <laughs> and um, yeah, check out Monty's Guitars. It's more, more is more. Yeah. And uh, actually, Monty's guitars, they even sell pedals. And one's called Monty's More. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that, that's a cool thing. That's another story. We can talk about that some other time. <laughs> it's an amazing... I, I made my homework. It's an amazing pedal. You definitely got to check yeah. that out. I want to try it. So <laughs> I'm guessing big time already. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, we're going, we're going from A to B to whatever. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Andy. And uh, see you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Cheers. Bye.